0: This podcast was produced by FM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Speak Legal, conversations with Community Law Otago, made with the support of Law Faculty, University of Otago. And joining us from the great team at Community Law Otago this morning, Rose Morton. Rose, we're going to be talking about dividing your property up. Heaven forbid if you ever split up in a relationship. a <laughs> good to have you with us. Hey, how
1: are you? Thanks for having me.
0: So let's have a look at uh, some of the law around this, Rose, and uh, predominantly the Property Relationships Act. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so the Property Relationships Act deals with how the property of married couples, civil union partners, and de facto couples is divided when a relationship ends. So the Act covers a a relationship ending because of a breakup, but it can also cover um, a relationship ending because of the death of a spouse or a partner.
0: All right. So, so what is the Property Relationship Act trying to achieve?
1: So the purpose of the Act is to recognise the equal contributions of both partners to their relationship and to provide for a fair division of property when their relationship ends. So this is taking into account the interests of their children as well. Um, So the general presumption of the Act is that a couple's property will be divided equally between them. So there are exceptions to this rule. Um, In particular, there are different rules about how property is to be divided where a relationship has lasted less than three years.
0: So who is covered by the Property Relationship Act?
1: Yeah, so, whether you're covered um, depends on the type of relationship it was and how long you were together. So, for couples who've been together for three years, so this is married, civil union, or de facto cu- couples, um, are covered by the equal sharing rules in the Act. So, this means the family, home, car, and furniture and appliances will usually be shared equally between them. Um, for short term marriages and civil unions, so these are married and civil union couples who have been together less than three years, are also covered by the Act, but in some cases the family, home, car and all the other bits and bogs may be divided according to each person's contribution to the relationship. So this is rather than being shared equally. All
0: right, just as an important question I guess is who's not covered by the Act?
1: Yeah, so short-term de facto relationships are usually not covered. So de facto couples who have been together for less than three years usually are not covered by the Act at all. So this means that the ordinary rules of property ownership will decide what each person is entitled to. But there are some exceptions to this.
0: All right, people living in all sorts of different circumstances, let's have a look at some definitions here. So what's a de facto relationship under the Act?
1: So for the purposes of the Act, um, de facto relationship is a relationship between two people, whether of different sexes or the same sex, who are both aged over 18 years and are living together as a couple, but are not married to or in a civil union with each other.
0: Okay. So now what factors are are taken into account when deciding whether two people are living together as a couple?
1: Yes, there are a few factors. Um, So the length of the relationship, uh, whether the parties are living in one house whether they have a sexual relationship, the degree of financial dependence or interdependence, um, how property is owned, used and obtained, and also regarding the care and support of any children.
0: Alright, heaven forbid we split up. How is property divided up?
1: So property is divided into two categories. So this is relationship property and separate property. So relationship property is the property that must be divided between the parties when their relationship ends. So this usually includes things such as the family home and chattels. So this is including the family car, household furniture, anything else owned by the family or used for family purposes. So these are all usually considered relationship property regardless of who paid for them or when they were acquired. Uh, Other things such as family business and investments, so the general rule is that any business used to produce family income and any savings or investment made out of family income are treated as relationship property and also property that is required during the relationship. If the property was acquired before the relationship but was intended for common use or benefit, it can be considered as relationship property.
0: So what is separate property?
1: Separate property is the property of each spouse or partner that is not relationship property. So the general rule is that separate property remains the property of the spouse or partner who owns it and does not have to be divided according to the law. So this includes things such as property acquired by either spouse or partner while they are not living together as a couple, Um, property acquired out of separate property and any proceeds of sale of the separate property, um, increases in value of separate property and income, interest or dividends earned from separate property as well.
0: All right. so we've got some general rules of thumb around that. What are some exceptions to this uh, equal sharing of relationship property?
1: Yes, on certain situations, um, relationship property isn't divided equally. So some of these situations are if the equal sharing is very unfair, um, if there is economic disparity at the end of a relationship, which means that one partner would be far worse off than the other, Um, if each party owned a home at the date the relationship began, if the value of one spouse's or partner's separate property has been increased, sustained or reduced by the other spouse or partner, or if the relationship is in short duration.
0: Okay. uh, In... I guess a number of situations people are able to sort out these issues between themselves, but at other times it is necessary to get some interventions, and uh, one of those includes a relationship property order. Tell us about that and how we apply.
1: Yes, yeah, so a relationship property order, um, there is a fee of $700 for filing um, an application with the family court. And if the case does end up going to a family court hearing in front of a judge, um, you also have to pay for the court fees and the lawyer fees. So it can be quite expensive.
0: Yeah, Um I suppose there's nothing preventing people from separately agreeing outside of those um, those guidelines or how the provisions of the law be applied if it was put in front of a of a court, right? But um, the general rule of thumb is that if you get yourself in a situation where you've been in a relationship for a length of time and you do bust up, that, that it is good advice to get uh, separate legal advice around this just so you know what the possibilities are? Yeah,
1: definitely. So, um, To get some legal advice, you can go to Community Law Otago. um, You can make an appointment um, with community laws by either phoning the number seven or four seven four. 1922 or you can email reception at um, dclc.org.nz and that's free legal advice so um, we can help you with any sort of relationship problems that you may encounter
0: Well that's uh, wonderful to hear what an amazing service community law Otago provides in that area and of course in many others as we find out each week here on Speak Legal. Um, Thank you so much Rose for joining us again we look forward to having further conversation with you down the road Awesome, thank you Community Law Otago Free legal advice and support for the people of Otago Visit our weekday advice clinics at 169 Princes Street, Dunedin Clinic session times are available from the website communitylawotago.com Ring 474 1922 or 0800 169 333 if calling from outside Dunedin Speak Legal is made with support from the Law Faculty, University of Otago Training for Life